I'm Mick Torres. I'm Ashley Argoda. And, and we, we are Mismo. Today we talk to Claire Blackwelder from everyone's favorite childhood TV show, Power Rangers. That was her big break, maybe you would say, but she didn't start there. We talked cruise ships, we talked USC School of Theater, we talked about how that prepares you, or maybe not so much, for being on a real set. But most importantly, we had a great time talking with Claire Blackwelder. Enjoy! Ooh, that was, was great. Good. <laughs> it's not always that great. Just a right. resounding. <laughs> I feel good about that one. You have to start strong. You do. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I felt like that was a strong start. I'm very proud of that. Thank you so much. Of course. All right, I'm out, guys. So thank you and good night. <laughs> thank you. Hi, right, Claire. Hi. Hello. Thank you for coming over here. Yeah, my pleasure. Yes, you just got out of rehearsal. I did. Very far, not distance-wise far away. Yeah. You know, it's only nine miles or so, but it's Los Angeles, so that takes, you know, an hour and yeah. change. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine posted a status today and said it took her 54 minutes to go three miles. Oh, good. Yeah. You know, it's the perks of living in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been in L.A. for a while now. Yeah, on and off. Mostly in L.A. Mostly in L.A. Yeah. I know you took one out-of-country job that we'll mm -hmm. definitely discuss. Yeah. Um, but USC was what brought you to LA, right? Totally, yeah. Okay, good. And you're class of 2015? Yes, technically. I ended up leaving a year early, but 2015 was my, I guess, graduation year. Nice. Did you yeah. graduate? I did. Okay. Yeah, I ended up... Um, <laughs> I had been planning on graduating a semester early, and then when I got job I was like well okay I only have four credits left really like just one class so I uh just like pounded down the door of the dean and was like let me graduate <laughs> so, <laughs> so I ended up uh using that job as an internship so on my days off or on my days on really sometimes too I would go to set or post-production or wherever and I would interview like the producers and interview the sound guys interview the directors um and just write essays about them and send them in, and that ended up being my final class, and I graduated on time. Oh wow, yeah. that's incredible! It was Good cool. for you. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my god, that's it was creative, honestly it was yeah. it was great because it was the perfect excuse to learn <laughs> because that was my first real job. I had no fucking clue what I was doing. You know, I showed yeah. up and I was like, "Where am I? <laughs> what does it mean when they say sound speed?" Like I, I mean, I I had no idea what I was doing. So. I was like, it's for school. <laughs> Wait, were you in the theater school or were you in the film? Theater school, yeah. Oh, very cool. I did a couple student films when I was there, but I mean, aside from that, I had zero experience. So that's interesting that you say you felt like you didn't really know, yeah. but you were had been, that's three years in theater school, and then mm -hmm. you go and you get a, a job. Yeah. It's something I'm very interested in because yes. the theater school, before I do too much of what I think about it, I just want to hear I your kinda... take. I kind of smell what you're stepping okay. in. I think I understand. <laughs> I so understand did you feel saying. prepared to be on set? Certainly not. Okay. Mm. Absolutely not. That's, I mean, what, that's what's up. No one ever yeah. told me <laughs> what that was going to be like. I had no clue. Yeah, none. <laughs> none whatsoever. How much did you use your Kabuki method training in your... Oh, daily. <laughs> I'm sorry. <You> know? <laughs> I'm making fun of it now. Um, but, right. Yeah, it's... Yeah. So a lot of on job on the job experience yes 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 that's I mean I mean most of what I learned like in terms of just how to exist on a set was just by existing on a set that's <laughs> that so interesting I spoke uh recently at USC at the oh boy intro to acting class that's what it nice. was and uh one of the students said that he had a chance to like shadow a director mm -hmm. and the school was just so against it and he I guess, I mean, he didn't really understand why. And the professor that I was, that I, in whose class I was speaking in, was just so against, like, being on a set while you are in school. And yeah. I agree with you in that to learn how to be on a set, you need to just be on a set. Mm -hmm. That's how you're going to learn. Yeah. So that's so interesting. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I mean, you'd find people here and there who were supportive, um, and, you know, I don't knock, like, everything that I learned. Right. Um, it was nice to gain certain skills. It was nice to make connections. Um, 
you know, there, there were communities that I entered when I was at school that, that I'm very glad that I did. But I, I do think that if I had just shown up and done the prescribed method of like, this is how you have a BA in theater here, I would have learned absolutely nothing. Mm. <laughs> well, not absolutely not. Okay. I'm going to sound like an absolute asshole, but like, <laughs> <laughs> no, this it's is okay. something we've talked about on the show a ton at this point. I do it know? too. I feel my parents, I'm sure will be listening. I mm-hmm. feel very guilty because, you know, they paid for me to go to this amazing college. Mm-hmm. I turned down scholarships to go to other schools and went to USC, and I felt like I just didn't, the hindsight, it didn't feel like the most ROI, like return on investment, mm-hmm. use of that money uh, in terms of getting an acting career. Yeah. There's other reasons to go to theater school, but when I entered theater school, I felt like I want to be an actor. I'm in high school in Utah. I don't really know how to do this. Let me get into the best theater school I can and then try it from there. That seemed like the approach. Yeah. And now, hindsight, I I don't necessarily agree. Yeah. Do you feel, I mean, where do you land on like, because your parents, did you have a scholarship? Very, very small scholarship. Okay. Um, nice. Congrats. It's but, hard to get a scholarship there. It's <laughs> like itsy bitsy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can say the words, I got a scholarship, but it was next to nothing. So it <laughs> means nothing. Um, but... but uh, yeah, I mean, there definitely is some guilt that comes along with that. But I do I do have to say I don't completely regret my choice because I think that honestly, and people say this they will say this until the cows come home and you can roll your eyes at it, but the connections that you can build at that school are really really great. And I don't mean the professional connections in terms of like your professors necessarily, although there are a couple people that I'm very glad that I got to know there, but just the people that I met in my own class or my, you know, just my own community like I joined an acapella group there and that in and of itself has created opportunities for me that go far and beyond what I ever could have imagined so yeah you I were mean, in SoCal Vocals yeah so I I remember I I went and I auditioned for the acapella groups did you what's the all boys one uh Trojan Men nice yeah <laughs> yeah I did that one and maybe one other one because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have a musical theater program when I was there at least I think did they, they had like I think they added the musical theater minor when I was already at school, like maybe my last year there, but they definitely didn't have a full program by any means. Okay. I can sing a little bit, but it's like not super in the pocket. You are a really, You're incredible. really accomplished singer. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. And SoCal Vocals is the best one. Is that fair to say? Is that... We're five-time champs. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> <So>, yes. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> That's like the one thing that I'm that I allow myself to be cocky about. Brack. It's just totally because yeah. it's it's not even like I won one championship with them and then I graduated and I like look back and there are these ki- like kids, they're children. They're like 17 years old, 18 whatever when they join the group. Mm-hmm. And they they mean they sound like they have the 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 musical knowledge and experience and like soul of freaking Aretha Franklin like it's ins- <laughs> it's insane it's it's absolutely wild um and they're doing really really incredible things that I I mean it blows my mind all the time but uh I went to yeah. a lot of their shows when I was in school you guys are amazing um do you still perform with many of them yeah I know you talked um, about that community yeah I mean it's kind of funny I ended up doing this show um through this company for the record mm-hmm. um and they do they do a bunch of stuff they were i first was in this show on a cruise ship uh which is a whole other thing <laughs> it has just completely different than anything you could ever imagine um but that's how I, that's how i first got involved um with the group because people from socal vocals had done shows with them before and they had told me about it for years and years and years and i was always like oh it'd be so cool to do a show with them and then I ended up auditioning and um, never would have auditioned had I not known who they were, but I saw the casting call and was like, oh, I've got to do it. <laughs> um, and then I've ended up performing in this show like with alumni of SoCal Vocals. Um, There's a show where I think three of us were on stage together at the same time. And Aww. I mean, there are only six um, characters, so like half of the, <laughs> the cast was made <laughs> yeah. up of our group, which was really, really cool. Uh, it's really, I feel very, very lucky to have joined that group. And had the experiences with them that I did. And then that project that we talked a little bit about before, mm-hmm. that was Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was the Red Ranger for Halloween when I was six. <laughs> uh, so loved Power Rangers growing up. But then there were all, so many variations of mm-hmm. which Lots. one were you? 
Uh, I was on Power Rangers Dino Charge and Dino Super Charge seasons 22 and 23 because this is something that's not, I guess, common knowledge. But Power Rangers never went away. It's just been around since 93. Like, they, ne- they never took it off the air. <laughs> I'm as old as Power Rangers? Yeah. That's baller. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. first episode aired four days after I was born. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. Yeah. I, that was Mighty Morphin, mm-hmm. right? That was yeah. how I grew up. That was the yeah. OG. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, wow. And then they had the movie with the mm-hmm. White Ranger. That was mm-hmm. very exciting. Of course. Uh, so were you... Oh, you were a ranger, right? Yes, I was. What color ranger? I was were you? the purple power oh, ranger. Yes, brand yeah. <laughs> spanking new. Nice. Uh, so that's always fun. If I go to conventions, they're like, "How does it feel to be the first female purple ranger?" I'm like, "Great." Um, <laughs> 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 then you do a karate kick. <laughs> totally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> A lot of these poses, I'm sorry, uh-huh. no, one can, no one listening can see what I'm doing. <laughs> they can guess what pose <laughs> yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. There were fists The classic one, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 precisely. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good, it was fun to like originate that. Not that, I mean, not that any other person was not originating a role because every single season it's brand new characters, brand new suits, brand new storyline, brand new city. It's, you know, every two seasons they rotate it because otherwise the kids get bored and they have to pay you more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the big one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Where did you, where did you shoot? New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. We were in Auckland. Yes. Uh. But it's, you know, it's one of those funny things, like, I'm sure, yeah. you, I mean, you guys understand when you, yeah. when you tell people where you're going and what you're doing, they're like, oh, wow, paid vacation. And you're like, haha, no. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the opposite. Um, I got to explore as much as I, like, how do I say this? I explored as much as I possibly could. Right. Um, but we did not really have a lot of time to do that. Yeah. So I, you know, I keep saying I want to go back. And, <laughs> and like actually, actually enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I went to the South Island for a day and a half, and that's all that I got there. Um, right. And the South Island's like the good part, you know? That's like, you want to go to Queenstown, you know? You yeah. Go to... oh, sure. So I, I got to go there for a day and a half. I bungee jumped and I came back. That's <laughs> about you. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. you see any where, like, Lord of the Rings was filmed? No, I never got to do that, which mm. uh, really sucks, because I well, really go wanted back. to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check out Rivendell. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I swear I lived here. That's everyone, a lot of people made a lot of jokes about that, because uh, I wasn't allowed to say where I was, what I was doing when I first got cast, mm-hmm. because my character was kind of funny. The first season, I was just the scientist. I was the mentor I was in the ranger base with my headset and my glasses and my clipboard and my, you know, schematics and everything, just everything like all over the lab, just, you know, numbers. I was the numbers girl and, you know, and I was always calling the rangers being like, okay, now activate this and that. And, you know, they cut me in, in the footage. So my days on set were really funny for the first season because like for many days, I just, I'd have days off. They'd all be out in the field, Mm -hmm. like fighting. And then I'd have days where I was like in scenes here and there. And then I'd have one day that was like from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's all clear. And she's like <laughs> changing clothes and like doing one shot and then changing. And it's all just the same shot, but just like different lines. Like, cause oh it was just this, God. it was such a formula. That's um, crazy. It was crazy. Uh, but I forget why I talk about that now. First season I was the scientist. Second season I was the ranger. That's why, why I, I asked if you were a Power Ranger. Cause yeah, I remember yeah, seeing yeah. all those, you in the lab or the, Whatever yeah, you would totally. Call that. So that was the whole first season, and everyone was constantly. I mean, there's such a, a fan base. The community mm-hmm. is crazy, and they'd all be like, "Are you the Purple Power Ranger? I know you are." It's like I'm not. First of all, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, like no one knows. <laughs> but uh, but yes, yeah, so that was the first season. Second season, like the finale of the first season, I morphed. And it was this whole thing. And then the whole second season, I was like part of the team. So that was oh, really fun. Badass. Um, yeah, cool. it was cool. It was cool. Why did I bring... Oh, yeah. Because since I wasn't allowed to say what I was doing, because I wasn't allow- announced as a cast member yet, when I first told all my friends that I was going to New Zealand for a job, they were like, oh, you're a hobbit. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, guys. <laughs> come on. The female hobbit, Frodo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you got it. That's me. <laughs> That's incredible. And how long were you there? Uh, nine months, I think it was. Oh, wow. be a little longer by the end. I, I flew there like a couple of days after my 21st birthday. And um, I was there from August 
30th, I think, to, to sometime in June. Yeah. And you so shot almost, both seasons in that time? Mm-hmm. Oh, my god. We gosh. did 44 episodes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. That's wild. I th- always thought that was insane, but um, in the play that I'm in now, this uh, one of my castmates was on a soap opera for, mm-hmm. like, four years. He was like, oh, three episodes in nine days? That's nothing, you know? <laughs> oh He's gosh. like, we do three episodes in a day. <laughs> it's so wild. Wow. Soaps is yeah. a completely different world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what did that do in so many ways for you? I, I think first my question is, what did it do to your confidence as an actor, getting a job like that and, you know, totally new experience for you? You know, it's funny. You'd assume that I'd be like, I, I got the job. I'm good to go. Like, done and dusted. I'm going to be set forever. But um, even on set, I never had that mindset. Mm-hmm. I was always looking to the next thing and, and freaking out that once I got home, nothing would be there. And it turns out my trepidation was not necessarily misplaced yeah. because I got back and had nothing lined up. Um, you know, I, I didn't go immediately into something. I ended up bar backing for a while, bartending, um, spent like two years behind a bar. I did a couple Lifetime movies in those in that time, but it was certainly not consistent work and I wasn't necessarily super confident. I still had hardcore imposter syndrome and felt like, okay, well, I've, I've had all this experience on a New Zealand set and I know exactly how this one show works. You know, I can tell you the ins and outs of this whole, you know, if you walk me into Monsters Department, maybe I don't know so much about that, but like everything over on, you know, in these two sets of this show, like I know exactly how that works, but that was it. <laughs> Coming back here, I was like, I'm a nobody. That's interesting. Cause I feel like every job you get, there's a combination. You want to just sit in it and enjoy it and mm-hmm. do the best that you can on that current job. But then you also do inherently, because we have zero job security, you have mm-hmm. to think about what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. Did it change your team at all? Did you get a different agent or manager out of getting Power Rangers? I got a manager eventually. Uh, I started with one agent, and we did not. our relationship did not last after Power Rangers. Slightly after Power Rangers, but not much after that, largely because I didn't have anything lined up when I got back. And the good thing was, though, a manager saw an interview that I did at Comic-Con when I got back, and reached out and was like, hey, I'm interested. And I've been with that manager ever since. And he's great. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, so that that did help. But uh, I guess, yeah. Um, in terms of, like, not being able to, like, sit and enjoy it and, and, and take the moment for what it is, that's something that I kind of look back on uh, with a little twinge of regret. I wish I had just sat in it more and been like, wow, isn't this so cool? And I, I had days like that, you know, like I, I tried very hard to just show up every day and be like, thank God I'm here. I didn't really complain. I wasn't like, you know, why are we going over time or, you know, <laughs> things like that. But um, but I wish that I had appreciated it more, not in, not just for, to be a good actress and not complain, you know, <laughs> like, but to just actually sit in it and be like, isn't this so cool? Yeah. Which, yeah, I could have done a little more. Are you a sports fan? I wish I were. Okay. I like I enjoy watching it, but I just don't I don't have the time to follow it, I guess. <laughs> that seems like you an know? out of nowhere transition. <laughs> the only reason I ask is a lot of times like you'll see a young quarterback get to the Super Bowl mm. and you know, they have this amazing team around them. It seems like they'll be back like five, six times throughout their career. Mm-hmm. And unless you're Tom Brady, like you may never go back. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure you're gonna be on another set on another show at some point, but like you don't know when. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, fun. Good times. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, how did you how did you start how did acting come about for you or how did performing come about for you? I kind of always knew from when I was a kid that I wanted to do it, and I'm not sure if that was just something that was inherently part of me or mm-hmm. if it was because I really really lucked out and saw my mom do a play when I was like 4 years old. My mom's an actress and oh. she does not get to act as often as she would like and it kills me because she's so good. <laughs> um, but when I was four, I watched her, either four or five, I don't know. I watched her do uh, the one-woman show Zelda, based on F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Fitzgerald's wife. Um, and she was fantastic. But I was so confused, because I was a tiny child. And she was <laughs> having a meltdown, obviously, because, you know, it's Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really cool experience. And she really encouraged that from a young age, I... You, I do whatever I want to do. I explore every avenue, and I kind of 
right off the bat was like, I want to be on stage, obviously. Four years old, put me in a school play. And I did every <laughs> school play growing up, no matter what. I would sob if I didn't get the lead role. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and when I was nine, my mom uh, took a year off from, I guess, everything else and got her master's in classical acting. So she went to ACA in DC through GW in the Shakespeare Theater and she got her master's in classical acting. And I got to watch her play Titania and Helena on stage at the Shakespeare Theater uh, when I was nine, which was amazing. Yeah, it, it's just, it was really, really special. And I have since gotten to, seen her, got to see her do more work that has been incredibly inspiring. Our dream is to do something together. More wow. difficult now that she's in Idaho, but we keep, we've been talking about it for years and years and years, how we have to write something or we have to just put a play up that we both love or just figure something out. And we keep getting close and we have ideas and we'll kind of start on them. And then something happens in her life or something happens in my life. We both, since we're so similar, we'll both chicken out and think it's not going to be good enough or something <laughs> like that. But it's got to happen. <laughs> it's got to happen. Wow. Yeah. Do you have brothers and sisters? Two sisters and the middle child. Oh, wow. Do yeah. they act as well or sing? They did growing up a little bit. My older sister was the first to drop out of it. She kind of decided that wasn't really her path. I don't understand why because she was hilarious. She still is. And she still, we used to put on plays, my sisters and I, like every holiday season or every time we had guests, we just put on a little show for whoever was there. And she always stole the show every single time. She, she would just come in and do something ridiculous. And I was like, why aren't you? This should be your thing. <laughs> uh, and my little sister stuck with it longer and she actually uh studied dance at usc and she's an oh. incredible dancer it's not her profession now but she still dances um, was she there at the same time as you funny uh she was not she should have been she went to ucla her freshman year when i was a junior oh. and then she applied to transfer so i think a week before i found out that i got cast on power rangers she surprised me with her acceptance letter, and she was like, I'm going to be at school with you next year. We cried. We were really happy. And then a week later, I was like, so. It's <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. Good news. Got yeah. a job. Yeah. Bad news. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Convenient, though. She ended up uh, living in the apartment that I was supposed to live in and driving my car. It was well, just, it all go. worked out nicely. Yeah. So. Good for her. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's fun. Are your parents still together? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. And is your dad in... Um, not at all. Not and at it all. Is so really? funny. I mean, he's the best though. He's so supportive and he genuinely enjoys going to all the shows, my mom's shows, my shows, my sister's dance shows, like all of it. He loves it. That's he's, good. Yeah. He, uh, he plays guitar. So, you know. Okay. Yeah. That's creative. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But he has like a. Yeah. He's like a full blown businessman. Businessman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a sort of a business savvy? Do you feel? Did you. I wish that I were more business savvy and I'm kind of learning how to be now, unfortunately at 26 years old is when I'm figuring it out because that's another thing that college did not prepare us for at all. You know, no one told us about taxes. No one told us about balancing a budget. You know, no one taught us any of that. Uh, my parents, you know, much to this may, I was kind of shoved it away when they tried to teach me when I was actually living at home. They taught me how to be frugal and they taught me how to generally handle my life. But in terms of business, yeah, I didn't really... Yeah. Didn't really get any of that until this year. I'm now trying to sort it out for myself. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. The stipulation with my dad is uh, to to be able to go. I had to at least minor in business. Mm. They wanted me to double major. Ah, are That's, you so glad that you did though? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, I wish that I had now. It was it was a, it was a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Well, there. You mentioned writing just a little bit, and mm -hmm. a reason I ask about that, about business savvy, is I feel like acting, or the responsibility of an actor is changing, mm -hmm. in that it's almost expected that you're working on, or in some capacity, creating your own content now. Do you already do that, or have aspirations to do any of that? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm working on something right now, a friend of mine from the cruise ship, actually, and I had this idea to make a a concert series kind of it's like a 45 minute just jam basically so we're working on that we have the arrangements done we have a producer that's working on the backing tracks right now so hopefully when that's done we'll be able to we have a whole pitch packet basically we have set up with like the visual idea um like the mood board and stuff and yeah. i've uh since i spent so many years bartending i've created custom cocktails for it um nice. and, cool. and uh 
we've got costume ideas and yeah so the whole shell of it is set up so we're just working on the particulars and hopefully we'll start pitching it to like cruise ships and stuff like that putting it up at random things here and there and it's not high art but it's really really fun and we're proud of it so oh yeah started writing a play on the cruise ship with one of my castmates which will probably never see the light of day but it was good to just <laughs> at least try that yeah. <laughs> and uh now yeah. what, what was it like living on the cruise ship wild um <laughs> it was ridiculous it was interesting so some people are really well suited to, to ship life and some people are not yeah. I think I fall somewhere in between those two very serious polarized spectrums what I did like about it was that I had a lot of time to work on things so I played piano every day I read a zillion books um you know I was writing with mm-hmm. my friends I organized weekly play readings, so I would get everyone together in the crew lounge, and I would assign nice. a play and roles, and we would just read plays every Tuesday night. My castmate Ethan would organize his bi-weekly, or sorry, is it bi-weekly if it's every other week? How do you say that? Bi-monthly, I guess that would be. I don't even know. Wow, anyway, what, a, what, a, every- <laughs> what a pop quiz that wow. was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. It's just, not one no, of us could okay, figure wait, it out. Because right. yeah, I feel like bi-monthly Because there's is- semi and bi, yeah. right? I feel like semi, semi semi-annual is, is like every other year, but semi-weekly sounds weird, right? By week, by meaning like two. twice a week. Mm, like twice a week. Yeah. So it's every other week. week, I don't know. Great. Every other anyway, week. Anyway, <laughs> yes. every other week. <laughs> USC, USC, NYU. Ooh, no idea. One of us could do no it. No idea. Here we are, folks. <laughs> this We're is killing it. 2019. <laughs> English has gone by the wayside, um, but. Yeah, so my castmate Ethan would organize an open mic every other week. So people cool. would get up, and I, I played an original song for the first time in my life because, wow. like, I'd never written, sung anything that I'd written for anyone before. So that was a good hurdle to get over. Mm-hmm. And people, we had another main stage show uh, on the ship that was full of a bunch of incredible dancers. So they, they did like improvised tap routines at some point, you know, because people were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And that was, I think, the creative. Uh, hub was the coolest part just being surrounded by people it was almost like college again because you're living on this floating city you can Mm -hmm. just walk down the hall and be at someone's door and be like hey let's go let's go to um the crew bar and let's let's play this piano and just like figure something out or you know whatever uh so that was really cool but the the part that was well many parts were very hard first of all just I was there for seven months and that's a long time to be away and a long time to never sleep on land (laughs) Yeah. Uh, oh, just man. you know every night just on uh, the water yeah. and I had it easy easier than most because my cabin actually had space in it mm-hmm. and a little porthole but many of my castmates lived in cabins like this uh, probably I mean the width of like a twin bed times one and a half really I mean yeah. it was just like a little sardine can and no windows um we had to wear name tags around the ship and were treated differently by guests because of our name tags. I had someone spill a whole plate of food on me in the cafeteria and then see my name tag and walk away. Just things like that. And uh, there's a weird hierarchy. We had rules. We had curfews. We had... It, you felt like you were at a really strict boarding school a lot of the time, which was difficult. Yeah, so I, there were trade-offs for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's very nice to not have to pay rent obviously so it's a very good opportunity for a lot of performers to just go practice their craft for lack of a better word and just save money yeah Um, which is why a lot of people do it and a lot of shows on cruise ships I will not knock a lot of them are really 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 Mm -hmm. good because a lot of performers will go do that and um it's I mean I don't think that (laughs) that's like rambling about this but I think that's another really difficult thing is a lot of people in the audience don't realize the quality of performance Mm -hmm. that they're seeing and they are drunk and they're yelling and they're getting up in the middle of the show and they don't really care and you don't have like a theater audience that's respecting what's happening it's just a bunch of people that are like well i guess it's seven o'clock it's time to sit down and watch this shit and like it's just they don't really care so yeah it's uh it's interesting i don't regret it at all though i made a bunch of great friends and i had a lot of fantastic experiences are you doing a show every night no, um, it actually it depends on the cruise line, but my cruise line, since we had two main stage shows and a lot of other happenings on the ship, we performed, we had four shows a week, and in the beginning of the contract, it was just on two nights, so we had two shows one night, two shows the next night, and then we had 
four shows spread out through three nights, like halfway through we started doing that. But yeah, so you just have a lot, that's good and bad. You have a lot of free time, which yeah. is kind of, it feels like Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it sounds like you spent your time very wisely. Yeah, sure, I mean, I, tr- I tried to, but it, I mean, I did the same thing like every week for for seven months just to keep from going insane. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like writing? Uh, have you ever taken a <laughs> yeah no. have you ever taken a formal writing class or you just went into it you know I've always really loved writing ever since I was a little kid I used to write short stories and you know songs and stuff and when I was like six I got bored in the summer and I wrote a book report for fun just I mean I, I love <laughs> seriously I love wow. writing and reading and I, I just I love language which makes it, I think, a little more difficult because I'm so particular and I can't just sit down and like pump something out and then edit it and edit it and edit it. I get so attached to like every single word and I, it really, really is a hindrance <laughs> to be such a perfectionist. <laughs> it ends up driving me nuts and I'll, I mean, I have a document that's like 20 pages long of just a plan for something I will eventually write and I have yet to actually write the dialogue for it because I'm too scared to actually touch it and, and create that whole world beyond what, like, the information that I just have. Yeah. I so. used to have that same problem writing. I would, yeah. like, I'd have all these ideas and then I'd sit down to write and get so frustrated with, like, the two sentences that I wrote that I was mm-hmm. like, never mind, I'm done. Yeah. I got so frustrated with Yeah. That. It's I hard. Believe. Yeah. Totally. I don't know how people do it. The people who just write stuff weekly or just are sitting down every day and just, I, oh, uh, how? <laughs> Mick? How? How? Oh, I don't even... <laughs> consider myself like that because you know uh Stephen Pressfield has this book that I really like the war of art mm-hmm. and he talks about when he sits down it's almost like a ritual and I think all of the best writers really you know they have a time of the day when they write they have no other distractions you know I mean you can see behind you we've got a couple little things that are like sending out good vibes maybe while we're mm-hmm. while while writing hopefully mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I'm still working on that. I, it's it's a reason that we make this office feel like I have, like, all my sports stuff in here, like, stuff that makes me feel, like, creative inspired. and powerful yeah. and inspired. Yeah. So um, I think the environment where you're writing is really mm-hmm. important. I'm curious what writing on a cruise ship would feel like. Hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it. That's why I couldn't do it on my own, really, if I'm just sitting in my cabin solo trying to work on something it was difficult so having my friend Garrett there sitting next to me in my cap and we're just throwing around ideas and that was really fun but I do I agree I think your environment is so important and I have moved so many times I haven't spent a year uh, or more than a year anywhere and I don't I mean I feel like that's kind of a, an artist thing right to be constantly changing your home base, but I've, I haven't called a place home for longer than a year since I was in high school. And once I move into a new place, it, it takes you several months to, for me anyway, to make it feel like you actually belong there. Mm-hmm. And then once you finally have kind of moved in, then you're, then you're up again. And, you know, I always struggle to, to feel like I've found like my sanctuary. <laughs> so Right. Yeah. I, it's, that's one of the weird things for me. Cause I really like consistency and a mm-hmm. schedule and that's one of the hardest things about being an actor for me mm-hmm. you like a schedule I like, love a schedule yeah. <laughs> I have a full-on like physical planner in my backpack my right parents now. literally yeah. behind you right now <laughs> yeah it's got like by to. the hour every day weekly like I have to know what I'm doing yeah and it's in, it's infuriating I feel like I've met a lot of people often assume that a lot of artists are just free spirit, don't care. But I feel like I've met so many that have this strange, you know, paradox in their life mm-hmm. of, of like needing clarity and not clarity. That's not the word I'm looking for. Of needing consistency yeah. and like uh, like a solid, reliable lifestyle. And at the same and we're, time, they and, have and we're dream. actors, and we're like, yeah. what? Yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. Makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, none, none. Yeah, it's very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Before I ask more, um, just to get the timeline of you mm-hmm. accurate, this cruise ship, was that pre or post Power Rangers? Post. Okay. Yeah. So Power Rangers plucked me right out of college. Okay. I did that for almost a year, worked behind a bar, did a like a Lifetime movie <laughs> nice. uh-huh. in that time. 
did another Lifetime movie right before going on the cruise ship. Okay. Went on the cruise ship, and that was, I got off the cruise ship in June of 2018. So okay. I've been back for that for about a year and a half. And since then, I've just I've been doing theater in L.A. Yeah. yeah, and nice. that's how we reconnected. I saw yes. you at the Rockwell. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. You were in it, and you were mm-hmm. fantastic. Thank you. What was that experience like for you? Because it's it for anyone who doesn't know what Rockwell Table and Stage is. I think we talked about it a little bit before. It's a where lot we do the musical parody, <laughs> <laughs> the unauthorized musical parody. I think a lot of our guests have been from on both. Yeah, several. But we do unauthorized musical parodies of movies, and they're very silly. It's like a, it's a dinner theater, and. They're very unpredictable shows, again, oh, yeah. for people who love to who love to stick to a script. It's a little scary. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but what was it like for you? Was it fun? I loved it. Good. I loved it. I mean, it was my first show with Rockwell, and we talk about finding communities and, and people that you mm-hmm. can latch onto, and I love that cast. Yeah. And just the people who are shaping that place, uh, not just my cast, but people who are mainstays at that place mm-hmm. are incredibly talented, so humble though and just kind there's just this sense that everyone's supporting each other and so that's the offstage stuff but then the onstage (laughs) was great it's so fun I I you know I feel like that is what people what they envision when they think about live theater is they they picture like you know you never know everything you never know what it's going to be like night to night like things could change like you don't you never see the same show twice and it's so true especially with Rockwell yeah it never feels stale and it's just so it's so interactive and fun yeah and I the night that we saw you you were covering for what character was it Stan slash Henry yes I was gonna say I know you played two characters yeah yeah and it's I we were so impressed because you were fucking incredible thank you he was like oh my god my, my friend Claire's in the show she's really good and then you started singing and all of us like were blown away at our table uh, but yeah. but also I was very proud I was oh, like yeah. yes he was like, like I know her a Trojan got in here she's about to kill you guys don't know what's coming well yeah I mean look a lot of times they'll you know, they'll hire just, like, people who are have already been at Rockwell, which is mm-hmm. amazing. And, again, the talent at Rockwell is incredible. Mm-hmm. But it's always so exciting when we get, like, new people to come in, and they're so, so incredible. Thanks. You went in, and you were covering a role, and I know for a fact that at Rockwell, especially when you're covering for someone, you don't always get the most rehearsal. And they kind of, they kind of were like, here's a video. <laughs> we're throwing you on stage. Have fun. Bye. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> and as the years have gone on, the Rockwell shows have gotten like the choreography has, you know, has way improved. They choreograph every number now. It's very much like it's better stage. It's the quality of the shows have just gotten so much better. So for you to go on and totally kill it, it was, you were, we were so impressed and you were so incredible and amazing, and Thank we you. loved it. Gosh, <laughs> thanks. I feel like we like attack our guests with compliments when they get here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, you know. <laughs> Sign me up. But I'm glad you had fun. Rockwell is a it's it a really is, fun it's, place. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to do a show together there one day. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I know, right? A dream. One day. It'll yeah. be great. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I'll be there probably. One, a million times. We typically go once a weekend when either of us are in a show. Nice. Yeah. Does your boyfriend do... He does. Okay. Yeah. My boyfriend is fucking red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, Fuck yeah. Yeah. No, he is. He's the coolest fucking guy. Um, just like so much talent in one person. It's awesome. stupid. He's primarily a musician and he writes his own music and it's just like... It'll either make you want to jump up and down and like sing along yeah. or like weep <laughs> so, <laughs> wow that's it's incredible really, it's really he's really 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 good he actually was on i don't know if you know the netflix show west side it came yeah. out last year yeah so he was one of the characters on that oh um, cool characters i say lightly i mean it was like a reality show kind right. of but uh but yeah he was on that awesome. um he's great yeah, so he's a, he's a musician primarily. He is in um, Love Actually at the Wallace right now. Oh, cool. So that opens next week in previews, I think. Yeah, next week is first preview. And he has done a lot of for the record shows. That's how we met. He's done shows with them for years and years and years. And uh, yeah, so he, I get to see him perform all the time, whether it's gigs at you know, random places like mm-hmm. at a bar or a restaurant and he's mm-hmm. just playing his music for several hours and I get to just like sit there and use his bar tab or, like, <laughs> or, you best. know, it is, it's great. 
or if it's, you know, we got to be on stage together in a For the Record show this year a few times, no which way. was so fun. Um, it was really funny, though, because I, it's the show The Brat Pack. I don't even, yeah. if you guys, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's the 80s show, and we have, like, five archetypes of typical John Hughes or, like, 80s uh, characters, mm -hmm. you know. So there's the uh, the jock, the rebel, the princess, the basket case, and the geek. And I played the princess, and he played the rebel. So our storylines don't really align at all. Right. Like he has kind of he has this whole thing with the basket case, and they're like best friends who are in love. Maybe who knows? Like, mm -hmm. and I'm like pining after the jock, who's kind of a dick, and you know. <laughs> so we don't really like we do group numbers together, but we don't really get to overlap that often, mm -hmm. except for this one moment on stage where everyone's in the detention scene and we're all kind of talking and I say something and he just goes, you're a bitch. Uh. <laughs> that's the one time we actually face-to-face -face interact on stage, she just calls me a bitch and I'm like, why? Oh my <laughs> and we God. fight for like two seconds and then I cry and then, you know, we move on. <laughs> oh my the God. The only interaction. On stage. Yeah. That's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe someday we'll get to do something where we're nice to each other. So. Right. One That'd day. be ideal. It'll be great. But yeah. you'll always remember that moment. <laughs> I will. I will always remember that. <laughs> you yeah. have to do a show with you, him, and your mom. That wow, is yeah. ex exactly what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. Just since you mentioned that, like, 45 minutes ago, I've been thinking of, like, what plays with Claire? I haven't oh, ever God. seen a photo, even, of your mom, but I'm like, what can... Oh, she's a freaking photo fox. Play? Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> You'll find something. Yeah. <laughs> We've had ideas here and there, but they're also either overdone or or not accessible enough, mm. you know? Has so. Streetcar ever crossed your mind? Yeah. Like, you're, like, it's, mm. you're not close enough in age no. to play sisters. Yeah. I was thinking, like, Blanche, but, like, no. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it's a little, that'll be a little hard to believe. It's my favorite show, but it's, like, sadly it's so overdone. It's, like, really so, hard to I know. To it's so do. tragic. It's great that everyone appreciates it for the genius that it is, but it's also like you can't talk about it without feeling like you're being cliche. You know? yeah. but and it's been done it's ev so like virtually Everywhere. every way, every like mm -hmm. cast. Or mm -hmm. With stuff like that, I feel like the only answer is to just do it the way it's supposed to be done and just do it well. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah. set it in space. Don't you <laughs> yeah. know? Don't don't do anything weird. Just just there are some do it stories well. that are so classic that you <laughs> yeah. just don't mess with them. Yeah. Spacecraft named desire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the world needs that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we've had some fun. Now let's get really serious. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> have you ever? What's like the closest you've ever come or have you has the thought of quitting or trying something more mm. conservative ever crossed your mind? Totally. Yeah. yeah. I've I've never gotten to the point where I I've said, "Okay, this is it. I'm done." But I have come close a couple times. Probably the most severe one was just because I uh I have like health problems and it was just getting really difficult to feel like I could last long days on a set or you know even I there was a time where I wouldn't audition because I was too scared of what would happen if I did get a role uh like mm. how would I be able to I didn't go to I went to a class for a month or so and didn't go to class half the time because I just didn't feel well um wow. so that really sucked yeah that was difficult <laughs> so, okay so that was probably the closest I ever came and then especially how do I, I'm trying to like figure out how to say this eloquent, eloquent, eloquently, <laughs> but yeah, that, that sucked. And there was a time like just to make matters worse. I, I went on audition one time and I got a call back and they, <laughs> they told my manager like she was great, but she's not a CW material. And that bit, what they meant by that and what they said to him was that she's not model beautiful and skinny as a swizzle stick. Well, there was the exact words that I got. Those so are, that, that's a real sentence real quote, that was spoken? Real quote, yeah. No. And I was just like, man, I, as, for as much as you tell yourself that that shit doesn't exist, I was like, totally wow, yeah, that's that's there. Like, you gotta, you gotta have it. And that just was really shitty to hear. And I was like, you know, I was feeling really sick and Dylan was bullshit. And then I get that and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, I was like, why would anyone want to do this? <laughs> I was like, maybe I should just... Maybe I should just move out of LA and just get a regular job and just get a dog or something. Like, you know. 
So that was tough. But uh, I also, I really fully believe that your output in this industry or really any industry is reflective of your input. And if you change your mindset about something, then the experience that you have is bound to change as well. So if in that time when I was feeling really down on myself and, and, you know, telling myself that I was sick over and over and over again, I felt sicker <laughs> and, right. and I didn't get work and I wasn't doing anything because I just kept living that reality of like, everything sucks and I don't feel well and, and I'm never going to get a job and, you know, I'm, all I'm going to do is bartend forever. And I quit bartending and I said, that's probably making matters worse because I'm exhausted and not eating <laughs> and mm. like just kind of changed the way that I viewed the industry and I was like, I'm sick of people telling me when I can have a job, so I'm just going to audition for absolutely everything I possibly can and that's that's working to me, you know? That is yeah. the job, is just showing the fuck up. Yeah. And things started to change a little bit and, you know, I'm not like making big bucks. I'm not on TV right now. I'm not doing anything crazy, but I'm on stage most of the time the past several months and that feels really good. That is really so, good. Yeah. Are you... Well, are you comfortable talking more about your health yeah, totally. situation? Okay, yeah. so how, how are you managing that? Do you have a routine for yourself now? Yeah, I, uh, I quitting bartending helped a lot. I found a doctor that helps manage things. Um, I have like some supplements I take and things I do about that. And also a huge part of it to get like super real is that I just wasn't eating for like a decade plus. And uh, that really doesn't really help your body. I have an immune deficiency and that kind of exacerbated the problem when I wasn't nourishing myself and shit just hit the fan and my body started shutting down and telling me that it couldn't take it. And I kind of ignored all the signs of like, take care of yourself, take care of yourself. And I was like, it's just my immune deficiency. It's that's it. That's all. It's just my immune deficiency. Um, when in reality, I just needed to feed myself and sleep and drink water. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, now that I take better care of myself and I'm kinder to my body uh I feel better still have bad days you know I still get super exhausted or I can't sleep or get gnarly headaches and sinus infections or you know I can't get out of bed but it's most days I feel all right so yeah it's yeah. good <laughs> um I think you know my uh I was a personal trainer still mm -hmm. am a little bit yeah um so I often ask people about like their fitness routines or anything yeah. like that mm -hmm. My before I ask you like specifically that though, it's an it's got to be an interesting juxtaposition of you were getting sicker because you weren't eating well, mm -hmm. and then you have this awful producer saying she needs to be a swizzle <laughs> stick. Is that the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what does that do to your to your psyche and your eating habits? It was awful. Yeah, I mean, terrible. Especially if you're already so controlling. To hear that, you're like, this, it's still not working. You know, this still isn't happening for me. So, I mean, just makes you feel like absolute trash. Did Just didn't help at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not good. Yeah. So, okay. And then now you've kind of found a healthier approach. Mm -hmm. What, yeah. On the, is there an exercise routine in that? Yeah. I mean, uh, I got really, 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 really into exercise. I started running a ton in college. Like my junior year of college, I just ran like five miles a day and it was horrible for my knees but I just like I really just loved running and it was like my therapy like people say that all the time but oh, sure. it just it was just a time to like process everything and then when I got on Power Rangers my cast was all really fit um and we kind of like exchanged tips and tricks and I got more into actual like strength work and stuff like that and um circuit training and when I got back from that I would I would circuit train like all the time I started exercising maybe a little too much for how much I wasn't like feeding mm -hmm. myself so that was it's like a matter of finding a balance there now but um I love circuit training um I still love running I couldn't do it for a while but but I'm back at it uh How are love running. they're great I actually take <laughs> care of them now I don't just like shred them and then do not stretch foam roll I do a foam oh, roll good. not as much as I should but <laughs> it's, it hurts <laughs> it's you painful. do the IT bit yeah. That's pain. People hate that. It's the worst. I do it to it's clients awful. and they're like, that's yeah. it. You yeah. know what? That's enough. Yeah. I don't need to pay for training. Oh, Forget this. It's the worst. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely awful, but, but yeah, I do. I, I still run. 
I do circuit training, uh, and I also started jujitsu this year. Cool. Yeah, Whoa. so I just got my second stripe, my white belt. Yes. Nice. Which was a great feeling. Uh, my boyfriend, my super rad boyfriend, introduced me to that. Um, nice. He's got three stripes on his belt. Uh, Ooh, catching yeah. up. Mm-hmm. But I bet he doesn't <laughs> have five yeah. championships in acapella. So. Does not. No, he doesn't <laughs> have that. And everyone gives him shit at the gym now. When I got my second stripe, they were like, dude, come on. <laughs> Step it up. He's only one stripe away. <laughs> <laughs> He's really good, though. He okay. deserves another one. He's great at it. And he teaches, he actually teaches an exercise class at the jiu-jitsu gym called TACFIT, um, which is super cool. Uh, what is TACFIT? It stands for Tactical Fitness. Cool. And Ooh. it's really cool. It's uh, it's created by this guy named Scott Sonnen, and um, it's been like, called this world's smartest workout and it's basically, it's an hour class and you spend the first 20 minutes or so, 15, 20, warming up. And it's a very specific warm up, something that he's created to work out like every part of your body. You do a lot like getting into your, your wrists and your knees and your jaw, even like everything. And then 20 minutes of pretty intense exercise and then a really extensive cool down. And it's really great. The exercises just... They, a lot of them are with these things called club bells, which are like really heavy baseball bats, basically. So they can be like 10 to 40 pounds. Um, and they, all these, they do all these exercises with them that involve a lot of different parts of your body. And you have to focus really hard on the movements. And they're a lot more circular than they are linear. Because a lot of the time when we think yeah. about exercise, we just think about like run straight, pump your arms, lift this thing. And, you know, like it's all very like ha, ha, ha. Sagittal plan yeah. of Yeah. Whereas this is it's just a lot more fluid and, and it forces you to think about the way that your body moves more. And I found that when I started doing that, when I started dating my boyfriend, I got injured a lot less. I was always hurting my knees, hurting my hips. Uh, my back would hurt all the time and my injuries have gone way, 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 way down since I started doing this. So Great. I highly nice. recommend it. I like that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You should come check it out. he let you come take the class. Definitely. I mean, I'll probably yeah. take you up on that. Yeah, that sounds do fun. it. Absolutely. Okay. He'd be right. stoked. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good. Monday through Friday, he teaches mm-hmm. in the morning. Every day? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he sounds like a... He's got a lot of things going on. He's nuts, on. yeah. He like <laughs> well, he will teach a, an exercise class at 7.30 in the morning and then go work construction and then go to rehearsal for a show. He's, stu- he's stupid. And then, like, play guitar. Wow. Construction, learn. too? He works construction also, yeah. Wow, I got to meet you this guy because yeah, uh, I worked great. construction for a summer. Yeah? Yeah, it's fascinating yeah. stuff. All right, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, yeah. You know, we'll set this up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like a, I mean, you know, it's like the kind of thing that you do when you're not, like, in a rehearsal all the time. Yeah. So yeah. he's like, he hits up his friend and he's like, yo, I got time. Let me help you tear down this house or, I don't know. I don't know what he does. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) The scariest part for me was um, being, like, high up on scaffolding. Mm. You ever see scaffolding? Like, just, like, quickly assembled? No. It's like you're standing on, like, some glorified PVC pipe and some, like, driftwood. It no, looks no, terrifying. No. We, like pa- we were walking the up. other day and you, you pointed <laughs> it out to me. And I guess I'd never really looked at it before. But you were like... It truly looks like you could you could do this with your finger and it would just fall over. Ah, I didn't I like, like that. that. <laughs> Anything with a jackhammer or a sledgehammer, I loved. Like the demo, fantastic. Uh-huh. But heights and electrical work were not no, so good. No, no, no. Um, but that's not really the subject matter of this podcast. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> but I love construction. <laughs> um, well, I have a question I ask every guest. Yes. What do you think is the biggest misconception of being an actor? Mm. Oh, you know, may- maybe people have said this one before, but I feel like it's one that's, I don't know. I-, I think about it all the time, but I think that people often think that in order to be an actor, you have to be miserable. You have to wallow in your sadness and mm. experience it, and you just have to be tortured in order to be really good. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a common misconception, not just among people who watch actors from the outside but in our community itself I'll, I'll come across people who are like I'm doing it for my art or you know I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm exhausted and I'm you know and I just like, don't why? think that's necessary and yeah. I think it's honestly detrimental um, yeah. and if that works for you that works for you great I'm not gonna knock it if that's your thing but I don't know I think that it is possible to be successful and to be really good yeah, if you're happy in your everyday life. Yeah. So, yeah. Nobody has actually ever said that one no. before. Oh, great. And that's absolutely great. right. Yeah. Right. Do you pull from life experience for 
characters? Yeah, I do. I mean, I've tried it both ways, and usually I just kind of, like, invent stuff, but I feel like we're human. We can't help but, like, relate things to stuff yeah. we've experienced, and if it if it makes you feel a certain way, then great. You just got to be wary of, like, spiraling down and falling into a dark place. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, if it brings something up, then pay attention to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the maybe dream or goal when you were freshman at USC, like just getting started and has it changed? That one's tricky. What I always said whenever anyone would ask me that, even as a freshman, I'd be like, I'll do anything. If it's TV, if it's theater, if it's musical theater, if it, you know, I will, I will do anything. Even if it's like, I just sing forever and I don't, I'm not like acting or, you know, I was like, I'll do anything. But honestly, it hasn't even really changed that much. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I enjoy it all so much. I think right now, Specifically, I'm really loving doing theater. I just missed being on a stage. And, and, and the rehearsal process even is just so different. The community that you create and like the genuine connection that you get to like the thing that you're creating and like this child almost that it just and the feeling of having an audience there. It just I, I love that and I miss that so much. So I as of right now, uh, would love to just keep doing theater for a little while. But um, but then again, like if I were to get some super rad audition and they were like, surprise, you're going to be in a blockbuster film, I'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you're rehearsing for a show right now, right? I am, yeah. What show is it? When can we see it? It's called Disposable Necessities. Amazing. It's a brand new play, Great. world premiere, and it's at Rogue Machine Theater in Venice. Nice. Um, and it opens on December 14th. So we have like shows during that week and then we take a little hiatus and we'll be back for the whole month of January. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I'm not, I think I have official dates, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to hold off on saying official <laughs> dates of performances until I know them. But it opens on the 14th awesome. in Venice. Okay, and yeah. people can find official dates on your Instagram. Yes, you can find them on my Instagram, which is Clay Blackwelder, C L A I. Black like the color, welder like the occupation. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you, does, does your name, are there are there welders in your lineage? So it's funny. Uh, <laughs> the last name was originally Schwarzwelder, which is German for black forester. Whoa. And then when my ancestors came over from Germany, they were like, man, this sounds German as fuck. We're not going to get jobs. <laughs> so they're like, I hope they actually that. said those words. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> really. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> so they, they thought, you know, we let's make this sound a little more, I don't know, accessible or whatever. Right. I don't know the word I'm looking for. Uh, so they translated into half English. So Schwarz Black. So Black Welder. But they, you know, they're like, oh, they say it like Welder. So Black Welder. And that just became the last name. And then I think it was my great, either my great grandfather, my great great grandfather was like, well, my last name's Black Welder. I might as well learn the trade. So he did. <laughs> No way! Yeah. Oh. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then uh, my grandfather had a company called Blackwater Manufacturing. You know, they like manufactured tomato harvesters and stuff out of metal and <laughs> it became a whole thing. What a logical <laughs> choice he made. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Oh, wow. It used to be that easy, you know? I guess. <laughs> it really did. Just be like, well, <clears throat> sounds like as good a job as any. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, oh, I'm glad I asked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so people can see you December 14th and all through January. Yes. Are you singing in this? No, this is a straight play, which yes. I haven't done since college, actually. It's a rare breed to be yes. able to go back and forth. Nice. Yeah, I've never done one. I've never what? done a straight play. Wow. She will. Theater. I'm going yeah. to make sure you that It's that your happens. life goal to <laughs> make that happen. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Nice. It's like a, it's a totally different beast. That's, I mean, yeah, I guess that's why I keep saying that I like doing anything. So I love, I don't know, I've loved it all. I love musical theater. I love straight plays. I love TV, TV and film. And film. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. How do you like rehearsal? Uh, for a this play. specific, for, for a, a play? Just a, I like it. I, I really, too. really just love it. Yeah. I mean, it's just fun. Like people, I feel like I get that question a lot and they're expecting me to be like, it's hard, it's grueling. And it is sometimes, but then you leave being like, fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 like, we just figured that thing out and he may have said the same lines like 
seriously the same two lines maybe 7,000 times. I'm exaggerating, obviously, but... <laughs> like, okay, today at rehearsal, I think we went over the same two-minute section about 20 times, just over and over and over again, change this little thing, change this little thing. What if you were thinking about this? And, you know, it was a very heightened moment and I was really tired by the end of it just mentally and physically was just like ah but like you know by the end of it you're like yeah we unlocked that that feels yeah. right <laughs> yeah. is this yeah. your first time at Rogue Machine mm-hmm. how's directing Guillermo, San- Guillermo Sanfuegos is his uh, director name oh yes very exciting yes he's great having well, a lot of fun Congratulations, welcome check it out. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming over. Of course, thank you for having me.